Hi everyone, I'm Ashley Matthews, the lead pastor of Christ the King, and you're listening to week three of our Advent Psalm series. Today's Psalm is Psalm 107. We're going to read the first 22 verses, and then we'll reflect and create some space to pray together. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, those he redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to an inhabited town. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way until they reached an inhabited town. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind. For he satisfies the thirsty, and the hungry he fills with good things. Some sat in darkness and in gloom, prisoners in misery and in irons, for they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. Their hearts were bowed down with hard labor. They fell down with no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and gloom and broke their bonds asunder. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind. For he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts in two the bars of iron. Some were sick through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquities endured affliction. They loathed any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind, and let them offer thanksgiving sacrifices and tell of his deeds with songs of joy. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Psalm 107 is a thanksgiving psalm. Uh, Specifically, thanksgiving for God's acts of deliverance. There are four different situations, or conditions maybe, Uh, that the psalmist describes different ways that God has delivered his people. Each of these conditions is, of course, to some degree meant to be understood metaphorically. This is poetry, after all. There's an invitation to uh, spiritualize or symbolize or make metaphorical these very conditions that we read about. And yet, it's not only poetry. I've known people who've been very literally delivered from these very literal circumstances. But for our purposes today, I want to invite you to prayerfully consider these four conditions, I'm going to call them. Feeling lost, feeling imprisoned, feeling sick, feeling completely overwhelmed. When you hear those words, is there one condition that resonates with you? Maybe that feels especially true 
about where you are right now. The final condition or situation uh, relates to drowning in this psalm or being overwhelmed, maybe is the feeling. We actually didn't read about it. It begins in verse 23. And those verses describe people who, quote, went down to the sea in ships while doing business on the mighty waters. These are people who are literally being drowned by their work, in the text anyway. And yet also, the sea is a symbol in the Bible for chaos. So to put it more metaphorically, these are people who feel like they're drowning in chaos, They're overwhelmed by the lives they've made for themselves. So they cry out to God in the midst of the chaos, and God delivers them. They find their way back to a place of calm. So if that feels like it most accurately describes maybe where you are, I would invite you to go back and read beginning at verse 23. Do you need to be delivered from chaos Do you need God to bring you into a place of calm? If so, I think there's an invitation for you to name it, to cry out to the Lord, to use the language of the psalmist. If we go back to the beginning of the psalm, the first condition, lostness, feeling lost, is described by the psalmist as wandering in desert wastes without food or water. This is, in other words, the feeling of being on a journey or in a situation you hadn't planned for, but one you now find yourself in by accident, maybe. You were headed somewhere, but along the way, somehow, you got off track, and now you don't know where you are. It feels like a nowhere place. Maybe you're just wondering. When God's people cry out to God, the psalmist says that God leads them out of the desert to an inhabited town, meaning God shows them just enough to get them on the right track again, like a lamp for their feet in the dark, lighting up one step at a time. It's not the whole way home. He doesn't take them from desert wastes all the way home again. He leads them to the next right place, the next right step. So when we're feeling lost, maybe the answer or the prayer isn't that we would get it all figured out at once, that we should know exactly where we're headed ultimately. Maybe instead there's an invitation here to just ask God to lead you toward the next right step one step at a time. Beginning then in verse 10, the psalmist describes the situation of people in prison. People who are sitting in darkness and in gloom, bound and forced to do labor. These people aren't then just in prison, they're enslaved. Some of you may feel your own version of this. Maybe it's a family circumstance. Maybe if you're honest, parenting feels this way to you right now. You're not alone. Maybe it's work. 
your job is an oppressive force in your life, but you don't feel like you can break free from it, you just don't have imagination for what an alternative could be, you're not alone. Maybe your own mind and emotions feel like a prison. You're depressed or constantly angry or maybe you're suicidal. You're not alone. Maybe it's an addiction, the thing you used to believe you controlled, but now you know better because it's ruining your life. Whatever it is, you're not alone. Verse 13 says, And they cried to the Lord in their trouble. So you should do that if you haven't. Ask God to set you free. Pray if you haven't. But I also want to remind you not to overlook the people around you, already around you. Doctors, therapists, friends. God has put these people and resources in your life. Medicine, for example, is a resource. Therapy, for example, is a resource. And the support that they have to offer is no less miraculous, no less God-ordained than any other means of deliverance. Just because the rest of the world maybe overuses or abuses those things, don't believe the lie that you would therefore necessarily do the same. If you've cried out, Maybe it's time to reach out. And then lastly, verse 17. The psalmist talks about deliverance from sickness, but specifically sickness that we've chosen. These people have not taken care of their bodies, and now they're miserable in them. And that's not, I should say, most people. Most of the time, sickness is just that. It's just sickness. You didn't choose it. It's not a punishment. It just is because the world just is broken. But then also some of us do feel miserable because we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not sleeping enough. We're not exercising, eating the worst kind of food, watching terrible TV. And so we feel awful. If that's you, I think there's an invitation to ask God to deliver you from a lifestyle that's making you sick. Maybe even to acknowledge for the first time that you feel sick. This is a word of assurance that he can, that he has, delivered us. The only question is, do you want to be made well? That's a question Jesus asks in the New Testament. I think the question extends to the psalm, through the psalm, even now. Do you want to be made well? I don't know which of these situations, if any of them, resonates with you. But if one of them does, 
we're going to make some space to pray now, to ask God for deliverance, either for yourself or for someone who's coming to mind. My encouragement would be to go back and read the relevant verses again before you pray. Let those images and those words guide you as you pray. If none of these situations feels particularly close to home for you right now, um, that's okay. My encouragement would be to pray for others, to pray for those who feel lost, for the imprisoned, for the sick, for those who feel overwhelmed. Let's make space to pray together now. We'll pause for just a few moments and then we'll close together. Come, Lord Jesus, deliver us and those for whom we pray. Amen.